You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. We start off our words after the Isha Salah with our very own. Yeah, the Isha Azan actually has gone. And Sheikh Shui Maida has come into the house and into the studio. And Sheikh Shui Maida is a Medina University graduate. He's also an astute businessman. He's an alim. He's a radio personality. And he's also a motivational speaker when it comes to uh, motivating the young people of Islam. Sheikh Shui Maida, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And jazakallah khair for joining us on... Uh, Pertinence are punctuated. Sheikh Shuri Maida, how are you doing this evening? Wa alaikum wassalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to my dear brother Shafat Ahmed Khan and all the dear listeners of Marqaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Alhamdulillah, what a beautiful evening. We can't thank Allah Usmata enough. Uh, the day looks a bit hot but chilled out. And Alhamdulillah, we're having those quite nice days. You know, although you can see, as you said, you know, the topic is so good. Everything is a sign of Allah Ta'ala. You know, we used to be happy when you see the clouds around our skies. But now today, you know, when we see the clouds in uh, in our skies, we start actually remembering Allah Ta'ala to say, Allah, do not make it like how we had it. You know, talking about the floods time. So, oh, is another sign that you look up and say, you know, Allah is there and Allah can do what he wants to do, Shaf. You know, absolutely, Sheikh Shui Maida. You know, you talk about the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I need to take a deep breath and uh, some of the signs that I'm seeing, actually seeing it in front of me by closing my eyes. The sun, the moon, the stars, the seas, the clouds, the plants, the reason, the tongue, the gold, the copper, the dog, the cat, the donkey, the horse, the camel, the spider, the tree, the palm trunk, the date, the milk, the water, the kaaba, the black stone, the pebbles, the mountains, the Medina, humanity, ummati, ummati, ummati. That's was a shout of our Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Worried about the ummati, ummati, na gabrao, na gabrao. We have uh, do not uh, be in a you know in, in despair because uh, Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam will be there. He will inshallah make shafaat for us on the day of Yomul Kiyama. But let's start off with the signs of Allah subhanahu wa taala by looking at insan first. What a perfect and beautiful creation of Allah subhanahu wa taala is insan in that. Uh, you know, you look at each insan, each human being is created unique. No two individual has the same brain pattern. No two uh, individual has the same, uh, you know, contours or the same fingerprints. And uh, you know, each individual has different characteristics. And uh, but something that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has given every individual is that the the, the choice that they can make. they can either choose good or evil. But in the creation of insan which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's vice children, uh, you know, it's absolutely something that when you look at that, maybe, you know, we're looking, everything is a sign of uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but the creation of insan is the ultimate sign. Now, what's your thoughts, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida? You know, definitely, I was just going through all the lists that you've mentioned, and I've seen you've missed one one sign of Allah there, you know. Is the, is the missus around at home? <laughs> Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Go ahead. <Yeah. laughs> you know, you see, Allah has said, among the signs that He've created for you, your spouses. Allah you, know, you know, that's another beauty to say, you know, I, I can see my sign, another sign of Allah next to me here. So I just, you know, mentioning, you know, saying, you know, it is another sign of Allah that is created for our spouses that actually we may live in peace and harmony, you know, uh, give each other a companionship that you can never get it anywhere else. So that is another great sign of Allah. Let's go to the other 
as signs you've mentioned, Shafa, even the alternation of day and night, you know, are the signs of Allah to show us that the days are going and time is passing by and we're heading towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, another good sign, you know, if we're drinking our water, eating our food freely, there's some people that are eating through tubes. They can't afford to eat through our, uh, the mouth or use the hands to eat. So it's another sign of Allah that he can do what he wants to do and how he pleases to do. You know, another good sign, look at the water itself. You know, the human structure, the biggest percentage of the creation of human structure is water. And water becomes life, which is, uh, according to Allah's greatest signs. You know, I was reading the other day where Allah is talking about, um, you know, from the greatest signs of Allah is actually uh, the wind. You know, the wind becomes baraka. We look at the wind itself and sometimes we get annoyed. Why is it blowing so hard like this? But wind is baraka. You know, how does wind become baraka? There are certain areas where they have no rains. Allah will send the wind to go bring all the clouds together from where they are and pack them in one area where there's no rain. And when he packs them there, let that uh, a cloud start like gushing some water of it, giving life uh, to the land that was barren. You know, the same way Allah says, the same way how he's going to bring us back to life or give us death after life, simply dry. And then after that, bring the elements to make it actually a uh, good form and then become a human being. So Shaf, there's a lot of signs of Allah that if you look every way, even for us to speak and be clear what we're speaking others to hear, is a sign of Allah, even you mentioned, from the greatest signs of Allah, you know, different languages that we speak, all that Shaf is a is actually uh, a sign of Allah. Even the animals in the jungles, they know how to speak. They've got their own language. Where they speak, they can raise an alarm. Where the other ones start running from one direction, they can raise some kind of peace. to so say it's a peace uh, for area that we can be in peace and actually enjoy uh, what we're eating. You know, so all this stuff, if you look around, you find the greatest signs of Allah everywhere where we are. We eat our food and where the food goes. You know, we need... Uh, Bismillah wa ala barakatillah. With the barakah of Allah, we eat in the food. We need that barakah. So the food, when it gets into our tummies, it mustn't cause some kind of destruction. It must be the one that benefits our bodies, you know, nutrifies us in a way that is required for us to, to be having. So, Shaf, this topic is really very vast and is very deep. If you sit and ponder about it, Shaf, you never even be able to get even to a 0.001% of what we can speak tonight, Shaf. Beautiful topic. Absolutely. I mean, this topic, there's a never-ending story. I mean, you can do a whole, uh, uh, till Yomul Kiyama, you can talk about the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I think we, we should do that, uh, Sheikh Shoaib Maida. I mean, uh, you bring in a very important point of, uh, you know, the wind uh, blowing at uh, maybe uh, for a reason. And why the wind blows, it actually causes a, a seed uh, dispersion. I mean, the seeds are dispersed all over. And uh, this is uh, the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, where, you know, the wind shakes a tree and uh, some trees uh, or some uh, Plants get pollinated by this violent shaking of the wind and so forth. And uh, then you talk about animals. And you so eloquently said animals have different signs, uh, different languages also. And each uh, creature has uh, their own uh, uh, you know, instinct. They have such instinct that they say when there's uh, you know, any bad things about to happen, the animals get to know if uh, there's going to be a flood or an earthquake. And they run away from uh, these disaster areas. And they said that the tsunami that took place, uh, you know, uh, a few years ago, they actually knew that the tsunami was coming. And what the animals did, they ran up uh, right onto the top, top, top highest points of uh, the country. And uh, they actually escaped the tsunami. So all these instincts uh, that these animals have, and that alone is, uh, you know, the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you're watching 
nature in action. But look at what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given. You know, Insani has given them the choice. He's given them the brains. He's got them. You know, he's given them uh, the whole manual. But Insani is the only creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that can be rebellious uh, with the, the jinn included. And uh, these are the ones uh, when they get into a rebellion mo- mode, then they lose out big time. Sometimes uh, the animal, you know, obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the instinct are better off than some human beings. Uh, Sheikh Shuaib, your thoughts? You know, Chef, uh, you know, you talk about that. There's definitely the uh, uh, the best part of worship and the best part of understanding that Allah is there. You know, even if you look at the tradition and the sunnah, our Nabi Sallallahu has mentioned, just to the extent of what you've said, that we in sun, we lose it. Sometimes we go far out of the fold, and yet animals, okay, they have the true faith uh, in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They believe Allah is a provider. You know, based on this tradition, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, He said, if you had true faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as it's supposed to be, Allah Ta'ala is going to sustain us in the in the same way sustaining the birds. He says, and they leave in the morning empty stomach. But when they come back, the stomach is full and they have excess for the ones in the nest, you know, uh, the, uh, the chicklets. So he tells you the extent of actual belief that uh, the animals goes for. You know, to give an example, Shaf, there's no universities for the lion to learn how, how to run, how to chase impalas, how to bring down giraffe, how to bring down a buffalo. You know, those are just natural instinct. They just leave. Ya Allah, sustain us for the day. And they go around and there's something on the way that Allah has provided for them. So there's no need to be a doctor, no need to be an engineer, no need to be a pilot, no need to be a, um, a, a, a sportsman. Just as they are in the morning, tawakkal to Allah and they leave. We have faith in Allah and they leave and they go come back and Allah provides for them. For them. So for us, simply because we actually running out from that actual pattern of understanding that Allah is a provider, that's why we have to actually engage in so many things. You go to work, you don't have certificate, you don't have papers, we cannot employ you, you don't know anything. And in the bush, there's nothing. No animals show certificates, no animals show their CVs. They just go by instincts in the name of Allah and they go, they get it. If we can return back and revert back to that kind of faith, that we have in Allah Ta'ala, then the one we know problem. Look back in the time of Nabi Shaf. A few people, a few individuals with true and and strong belief in Allah Ta'ala, they could go and defeat multitudes. They conquered Spain, Brazil, all those areas, a few people, not too many of them, but simply because they had faith in Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala and they did things by the book. By the book, we're talking about the Quran al-Karim and the Sunnah of Nabi Sallam. So if we can go back on that and learn on those signs, that was a sign of Allah Ta'ala's greatness that a few people, you know, with strong belief and faith in Allah, they could achieve more than what a billion or billions of Muslims can achieve today. Shafi just shows us. Let's go back to those times, record them, and start waking upon them. And inshallah, you know, things can change within a short, sp- short space of time. With Allah, I mean, nothing not, not, nothing fails. And the beauty of animals, uh, Sheikh Shuaib, look at the beautiful lion with his lovely mane. You know, he's, uh, he's got a lovely beard, that lion. And, uh, you know, then he doesn't need clothes like us. Every day we change our clothes, we have to wash our clothes and so forth. But the animal... Look at how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even the cat is giving them a special coat. And then they keep themselves clean. And look at the elephant. He doesn't have to change his clothes. And you look at the tiger and you look at the leopards and you look at all the creation. You know, the animals, the monkeys and all these things. You look at them, the horse too. They don't have to change the clothes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them 
distinctly their clothing, I mean, their clothing. And, uh, you know, what a miracle of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is, you know, no consumption, unlike your human beings. Even if they don't either, there are certain human beings uh, that you'll find that, that they have so much of wealth that they buy shoes every day and they only use it once in their lifetime. They buy uh, clothes every day, different types of clothes, only use it once in a lifetime. And look at the extravagance of uh, these types of people, perhaps, uh, you know, uh, captured by shaitan. But the animals, Sheikh Shoebaida, the animals, they don't have to spend on nothing. Talk to me, Sheikh Shoebaida. That's exactly how Allah created us, you know, so that we have the brains actually to run this world. You know, as you mentioned, you remember the time he created Adam, Ali Salatah, before that. He said to the angels, Inni ja'ilun fil al khalifa. I'm going to send a, a khalifa on earth. That means somebody who's got the brains, who could run around and who could make things happen, you know, uh, in terms of understanding who Allah Ta'ala is and actually respecting the oneness of Allah Ta'ala, which is Tawheed, that is our basis for us being Muslims, you know, but along the line somewhere, I mean, we've lost this kind of uh, understanding. As you just said now, Sharp, you know, the animals are given the gear, the garment, that the way from the day they were born, you know, that garment actually stretch as they're growing to stretch and suit them and feed them. There's no one animal you see walking in a jungle, you look at the lion and say, no, but this lion is wearing a tight skin when the skin is too tight on it. It needs to stretch in order for, to, to, to feed. Nothing. Even the elephant, the biggest of the animals you see, how they dressed, from the day they were born and the cloth is actually suiting them towards that. And that is actually the sign that we need to understand that Allah Ta'ala is there. But now we, human beings, since we've been given the leadership to actually to make sure that we see the running of this world to run smoothly in oneness of understanding, oneness of Allah Ta'ala, and not being good to one another. You know, even Allah Ta'ala says, among is the sign sharp, he've created as different, as I said, different languages, but also, ikhtilaf ali sinatukum. Uh, you, you know, so uh, the, the different languages, as well as the differences of, of, of our colors, of our skin. The same, Allah created all that so we understand. You know, you can be pink, you can be peach, you can be uh, brown, you can be blue, whatever color you mention, but look at the blood that runs through the, the veins. You know, the blood is still the same, reddish in color. And in groups A, B, O, whatsoever, and mention all that. It comes in that suit for Allah to show us, to say, in human beings, you can create different, uh, you know, appearances in them, you know, with different languages. You know, unlike the lions have one pattern, or you have actually cheetahs on the other side, you have but the tigers one side, and maybe human beings try to bring about a liger, you know, actually a mix of genes from the lion and the tiger. So you find those things that come in and they get bigger than, you know, um, uh, than they're supposed to be. So you look at all this stuff, it tells us that Allah is so great. You know, that actually you wanted us to say, you know, we need to understand who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. You know, and the main thing, if you look at uh, the whole pattern around this, despite creating us into different colors and languages and the rest of that, there's no superiority of anyone among us the next person until they have that consciousness in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inna akramakum indallahi atqaqum, the most noble before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are those that are actually very conscious of, of the creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They do things, they look up first, they don't just do. They think first before they do. Is this going to be pleasing to Allah ta'ala or is this to, to, going, uh, to bring some kind of negativity to my creator? And they after also I get a negative a response from Allah Ta'ala. So this actually, the thing you should be looking into, Shaf, you know, you know, even that breathing in and breathing out, you know, is a sign. 
that Allah Ta'ala is there. You find some of our people are not breathing in and out properly or on their own. They need a life-supporting machine for them to breathe in and to breathe out. So yes, the, in this science of Allah Ta'ala, really we can learn a lot of things and we can put ourselves in line to do good at all the time, Shaf. Another point you make is uh, very important indeed. And you look at the uh, animal kingdom and then you got the vegetable uh, uh, kingdom that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala made. And he says, for you, O mankind, I've given you, you know, the on your onions, your tomatoes and your potatoes and your carrots and your grapes and your, you know, this name, your pomegranates. And all these things are a sign of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything around us is a sign of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we imbibe uh, the, the, the meat or the white meat or the meat from the sea or the uh, fish and so forth, do we think of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we eat the fruits? Do we think of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we find that onions? Do we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that? And all for insan so that he may enjoy and that his uh, taste buds may enjoy the fruits and the vegetables and the meat of this world. And uh, these things like this we take so much for granted. But the taste that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, those taste buds that he has given us, for, you know, can we make that a form of ibadat by every time you say bismillahi wa ala barakatillah and you know every time you do, eat a food of uh, fruit or a food you say bismillah alhamdulillah or every sip of water you take you glorify allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but we have just become so mechanical that we forget these uh, basic uh, you know um, gratitude that we should be making uh, to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it's sad that a man has been so desensitized when you look around uh, him when he sees around him he finds that this big jolly box when he advertises food and how food is made uh, to appear like you know uh, like a five star uh, superstar on the screen and uh, you know with the different trimmings and so forth and the person that eats the food he eats it like uh, real you know worse than uh, sometimes animals are more dignified in the manner they eat their food and this you find these people this grab the food and go wild and they're having alcohol on one hand and the food on the other hand and in certain cases you'll find them kicking the food on the floor and so forth uh, Sheikh Shuaib Maida we should be so grateful that in the house of Islam that there is an etiquette there's a mannerism in how we uh, you know are grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, the manner in which we should imbibe our food and how we should respect everything around it uh, your thoughts uh, Sheikh Shuaib you know, Chef, I'm uh, glad you've mentioned this. You know, Alhamdulillah, in the house of Islam, as you said, we've got etiquettes. But also, unfortunately, we forgot all the etiquettes of actually eating in the house of Islam. You know, uh, we don't eat, we don't dish food uh, because we know this is going to be enough for us, but we dish as far as our eyes can see. And come to eating that food, your stomach is it's got a certain volume that it can take, and the rest of food is left there. Now, instead of keeping the food, we throw away the food. And, uh, you know, What's the most funny about it, Shaf, is, uh, you know, Anabi Sassam has taught us, the barakat of the food is the last morsel that you eat from the food. So you eat and eat and stuff yourself. The barakat, you throw it in the bin, there's no barakat you've gotten from there. You know, really so sad. And sometimes you ask a question, when did I last read Bismillah wa ala barakatillah before I could eat the food? You find that a majority of multitudes of people, they even forget that dua, they don't even read it. Just start eating, finish eating like an animal, just wash hands and gone. One time, that too, they won't wash hands. And sometimes just use tissues, wipe their hands and go and disappear. And no gratitude from what Allah has given. You know, I mean, uh, sometimes you forget, Shaf. 
you know, as we said earlier, and among the signs of a lauta is that if you can eat freely, you know, you take that food with your hands, put in your mouth and your teeth does the job of grinding and your throat does the job of allowing you to go down and the bowels just does the job of actuating and going to those intestines and go sit in a place where it has to be digested so that all the good uh, elements of the food are sent back to the body for growth of the body, the healthiness of the body, and the rest that is not useful, then it goes down, you know, when you use the toilet. You know, I mean, instead of thanking Allah for all this, you know, sometimes you forget. And why do we have to make dua when you go in the toilet? You know, why do we make that dua? Because simply there's some people that go into a state of constipation after eating and you ate the food and you cannot be able to take it out. And once that is sitting in your system, because you cannot take it out, it becomes poisonous to your body. Your body starts being sluggish. It can't function properly. Everything is stuck. Why? Simply because sometimes we forgot to read that dua. You know, because we have to thank Allah for everything He's given us. Bismillah, in the name of Allah, and with the barakah that Allah has given us. You know, no man can claim to say, me, I do things, I do myself. As you just said, Shaf, you know, even not a uh, uh, big shaitan box when there's that advertisement of food. I mean, you find the first one that would be there to test this among us, our Muslim people as well. You know, go in line to get us a new thing that came in, advertised. You know, but do not advertise the new sunnah that they read in the night. You know, when everybody was sleeping, you know, I read this two, two sunnah before my uh, so they will never advertise that, but I advertise all, all this for free for those people that are making this food that is actually, uh, we can call it junk food. And uh, Shaf, you remember, you know, even uh, the late uh, uh, Mufti Sab, you know, Fayaz Ran used to say, you know, if you eat too much of junk, you end up being a junkie. And this is what is happening, Shaf. We end up being in that category of being junkies. And at the end of the day, our brains cannot function properly because we're feeding our bodies with junk at all the time, Shaf. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you, uh, we should be careful because especially when you look at the Arab states, uh, you find these uh, kids are gigantic because uh, they are addicted to these American fast food outlets, you know, they're, and they're looking like them too. And, you know, the type of things that they put in that food, Allah only knows what is going into them. And then, you know, everything is a sign of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as we think, the sun and the moon. I mean, you talk about the sun and the moon, you look at it, you see it every every day. And every insan sees it, every human being says it, sees it. But ashamsu wal kamar, husban, najam, you see this, uh, you know, the, 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 the stars, al-bahar, you know, they see the sea and so forth. But these are all in the Noble Quran, uh, Sheikh Shoaib Maida. When you're reading the Noble Quran, the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are manifested. Uh, you know, they're brought to life and, uh, you know, you're asked to contemplate on them. Look at how the sun and the moon are in computation. Uh, I mean, how many of us get the chance to see a full moon, you know, a half a moon, a quarter moon, and all that. What beautiful uh, signs. You say, mashallah, la hawla, la quwata illa billah. Do you look at all these signs? And you look at the moon and you say, hey, it's the same moon that my Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saw, the same moon uh, Ibrahim Alayhi Salaam saw, the same moon, all the prophets Alayhi Wasallam, they saw this moon. And uh, do we think that deeply? You know, it's an, an opportunity for us to become thinkers by looking at the signs of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. But generally, Sheikh Shoaib Maida, uh, man is so desensitized. Instead of taking his children out and taking the youngsters out and making them, you know, uh, uh, you know, enjoy the reality of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to enjoy the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just by looking at it, by, just by looking to the, into the skies and looking at the, uh, the stars and maybe identifying the different stars and uh, conscientizing them to be, you know, more intelligent and uh, more 
in sync with the, the, the divine and the reality. But we have forgotten some of these uh, beautiful outdoor, you know, nighttime uh, education, which the Quran is teaching us, Sheikh Shoy Maida. No, no, Shav, you're correct on that one. You know, you just spoke about the sun and the moon, you know. Uh, let's go back a little bit on that. You look at the sun itself. It's actually the shining object that gives full light uh, to the earth and actually brings some energy uh, that is required for some of the plantation to be growing on earth, which is actually food consumption for us. And now you look at the moon one side. It's like a coin shaft that goes round and round, actually taking a slide from the sun. You know, through that, every day changes a little bit, as Allah has mentioned. You look at the moon, you know, we've actually tended to go into different stages until it goes back to its shape of a full moon and then disappears to zero and again start again shining slowly slow as days goes by when it comes to eight or nine days you got again another new moon that comes in 14th and 15th you get a full moon by the middle of the of the month so actually this shows you that you know allowed i so great you wanted to guide us on how to calculate our days and how do we get that that's through the sun giving its light full and then the uh, moon shining like a coin that is going around uh, actually, the sun to actually grasp that uh, light that's coming from the sun. And through there, you understand, you know, today, the way I look at the moon should be the 15th of this month. You know, the way this moon looks should be the 13th of the month. The way it looks, looks is going to watch 20th, and this is going to disappear, and we're going to get a new moon. You know, that is actually the greatness of Allah's found, and the stars itself, shining stars, shaft, uh, where, this, uh, where and still are, 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 are guiding, you know, uh, symbol for those that sail in the ships. You know, it tells you that Allah has brought all these signs and symbols that guides us to have a smooth livelihood in this dunya. And I mean, what more would you desire? I tell you, Sheikh Shoyimai, that everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has uh, created is uh, for a purpose. And I love your ayat. So, which is it of the favors of your Lord that you deny? Urdu mein kaise hai kis kis nehmet hi apki rab ki chutlaoge and alhamdulillah summa alhamdulillah the answer is a resounding none really enjoyed uh, you know discussing uh, the various signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's all over it's manifest all over and uh, Sheikh Shoy Maida uh, once again uh, you have come to the fore and uh, you know your input is uh, greatly treasured perhaps your parting words uh, this evening uh, Sheikh Ashraf no alhamdulillah what a topic I mean uh, if you look around and see the signs of Allah Ta'ala, you never stop admiring Allah Ta'ala. So let's go out every day and look out to these signs. Starting from our own self's face and whatever Allah is presenting to us, definitely if we look at that and look up, we say Allah is there and Allah is great. And through his mercy, inshallah, he must grant all of us, the Muslimin, Jannah Fidaus, inshallah, Shaf. Ameen, Asuma, Ameen, Sheikh Pray for us as we pray for you. You have a beautiful evening ahead. Inshallah, we'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, it's time for us to go for a break. When you come back, uh, Molana Salim Karim will be joining us.